0: Welcome back to the Chicago Marketing Podcast, presented by Mignani Continuum Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Dennis, joined as always by the lovely and ever-talented Elena Van Hall. How's it going, Elena?
1: Aw, thanks, Michael. I always love your intros, because you always give me the best compliments. I'm going to let
0: you do the intros next time.
1: No, I, I like the compliments. <laughs> it,
0: it's not its not my rhythm or my cadence or fitting in the plug. No, it it's, really is. It's, there's always a compliment buried no, in there somewhere.
1: Kidding. Kind of. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll take a compliment any way I can get it. Clearly, you can You will too. <laughs> well,
1: I think you also do a fantastic opening. Well, it you. rolls off your tongue. Yeah. <laughs>
0: let's uh, let's check let's check with the audience, and we'll get back to you on that. Um, today is going to be part one of a two part episode that we're going to be doing, focusing on politics and social media. And I think one thing we can all agree on is how social media has and the voice that takes place on it has really changed in the last couple of years, especially when the especially since the election. And especially since the inauguration of our new president, social media has become extremely polarizing. No matter what side of the aisle you fall on, uh, I I myself um, have found or I I found myself putting on a couple of filters on my social media Mm -hmm. so that I, I become a little less inundated with people's political posts mm-hmm. and for a while there i just thought that i was in the minority and the conversations that were going on online were just kind of seeping into my brain mm-hmm. more than other people but we did a little bit of research and it seems that that is a growing trend people are having an increasing dissatisfaction it's with ever- the platforms. Yeah,
1: everybody's having like an adverse effect because i think when Facebook, Facebook first came out, it was this really exciting platform, and everybody started to share great news. And everybody has that one friend pre-election that just, like, complained all the time. They used it for that platform just to, like, vent. And soon you just, you just start unfollowing those people because you're like, dude, we all have our own issues. Like, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to get on Facebook to listen to this. And then I think the election just brought it to a whole new level because now we all had a common conversation to have. And mm-hmm. I agree. I actually took... A leave from Facebook from like I would say February 2016 to really October, and then I finally got back on, and it was like the best thing I've ever Mm -hmm. done. Um, It's hard to go back to that again. I wish I would have maybe just stayed off because you get trapped. But it was just refreshing to not have that that feed. It's like a subconscious thing that it does to you, and I think I'm glad to hear that we're not the only people encountering this.
0: So before we go into some of the statistics, this first episode of this two-parter is gonna be breaking down what we've noticed statistically happening on social media, um, how people are reacting to it, how the numbers are affecting usage across all the platforms, mainly Facebook. And then in part two, we're gonna be discussing the people that left Facebook, where did they go? Did they go to a different platform? And if they did, how can we as marketers follow them and maintain relevancy and continue to use these platforms to to reach an audience? So right off the bat, this research goes back to 2015, and that's really when the frustration began growing with individuals and users, especially on Facebook. There was a 15% drop in average engagements per post from July of 2015 to January of 2017. And also during that same time, an eleven percent drop in total engagements on the platform. So right off the bat, we're seeing people engaging less. They're they're not as inclined to give a like or a conversation.
1: Can yeah, can you talk about what that engagement is just for listeners who maybe aren't fully aware of how that's measured?
0: Absolutely. So an engagement would be a like, a comment, or a share. Okay. So anytime someone literally engages with a post mm-hmm. <clears throat> anytime someone literally engages with a post, that's what we are considering for the purpose of this research to be an engagement.
1: Okay, so there was a 15% decrease in likes, shares, comments Mm -hmm. from 2015 to 2017. Yes, and this is also during
0: a time when the, the platform is still growing. It's still getting new users. There's still new people coming on. So what we're really seeing is the people that are on there at that time and still currently are are engaging less and less Mm -hmm. on the whole
1: so it's like they have an account but they're just not using it or they might be reading it but they're just not reacting to anything
0: yes exactly okay exactly it was also during that time that we found that 32 percent of users admitted to unfriending people solely because of politics i've done that (laughs) i think everyone has i think that number is astoundingly low and i think that's one of those poll questions that people answer how they want to be perceived right. they don't want well, to admit because I, I think that say, i think that number is 98
1: actually i take that back i don't oh well, maybe i unfriended i get it confused if i've unfriended or just unfollowed like i don't want to see this person in my feed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i've done both maybe yes i don't know i, I feel like so. unfriending's very mean but i guess they would never know
0: right i one of the that's not true one of <laughs> one of the Um, apps that i have on my chrome that filters out certain political topics it will also notify me when people are no longer my friend really yeah so i guess it does an inventory of who your entire friends list is and i will get notifications um blah 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 is no longer your friend and then and then in some cases it'll say you know julie is no longer your friend accounts not found so that means she, she deleted, she deleted her, account. her account. But other people, it's like, Claire is no longer your friend. But I can still click through to Claire. That just means I got the boot.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like a subtle form of bullying.
0: The most <laughs> subtle form of bullying. Ignoring. Yeah. Ignoring is now oh. bullying. Yeah. But I, I thought that was an interesting little social experiment because I, I really get to watch the same ten people close their Facebook account and reopen it on a monthly basis.
1: Because they're having this internal debate, like, I hate Mm -hmm. Facebook, I love Facebook, I hate Facebook, I I can't stay away. But I will say it is hard because it is a platform where if you don't talk to your friends very often, or maybe you don't have their contact information anymore, or maybe you're getting events, like so many birthday parties or whatever are now all through Facebook, and if you don't have it, you just miss the invite. So there's like this, this hard thing, but it's so great to detox from it. So I understand that internal dilemma of these people.
0: We'll get to detox. That that comes later on in this uh, this okay. piece. So, one of the things that we found while going through even though engagements overall were down, engagements were up on a certain kind of post. So, people did a post that merely the tone of it was in a disagreeing manner with a political stance or a political person that disagreeable post saw two times the engagements as just a normal neutral post Hmm.
1: so So people love drama
0: so people love drama yeah so we're seeing double the engagement on disagreeable posts if the post was straight up indignant so you know even further beyond disagreement even further beyond i disagree with this person this is you know pure unbridled opposition Uh, those posts were getting three times the engagement of neutral posts.
1: That's just so crazy to me. And that's what those people want, right? They want that, probably that.
0: Yes, and I think that's the one thing that we're seeing in these numbers with Facebook, and that is that people who are remaining on the platform want it for that. They want it for the engagement. They want it for the disagreement and using it as a platform for to champion not only their own ideas, but the ideas they're ascribing to and to engage with people who either agree or disagree but that's something that they're wanting on the whole people are using it less though but this this group that uses it for the disagreement is really going all in on that
1: because they're getting attention it's kind of like when your little sister like kind of bugs you bugs you bugs you and you give her this amazingly awful reaction, and she loves it, so she mm-hmm. keeps doing it. It's kind of like that.
0: I saw a tweet, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet the other day, and it said, um, Facebook is high school.
1: Yes, yes. And that really stuck everybody. in my head. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah.
0: And then I started going through my Facebook feed and looking at all the people who had a whole lot to say, and they were the same people from high school that were super gabby and in everyone's business. So, uh, yeah. wow, that was anecdotal. That was and a I'm the type of person I just
1: would rather not deal with it like i'm the person that i just won't comment i will just unfollow and just walk away because it's not worth my time but that's that's very interesting it's a very interesting to so
0: as we're seeing people go to facebook to engage um politically and with a little bit more vitriol we're starting to see this is now becoming treacherous waters for a lot of businesses you know do you become political do you take any kind of political stance just mm-hmm. in the last few months we've seen um, boycotts and a lot of pushback from companies like Pepsi and Kellogg's for, you know, their perceived beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, what is this fine line as a, as a brand you can walk in this world and mm-hmm. still utilize this platform to get your message out? Mm-hmm. There's, there's really a lot going on.
1: Well, and I think it's always interesting because they say, if you don't stand for something, customers will and consumers will give you that voice. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you how do you remain true to your identity and still engage with people on Facebook? It's hard, yeah.
0: Yes, and perhaps perhaps what we're seeing right now isn't a new reality as so much a, as it is an anomaly. Mm-hmm. But I think only time is going to really show that and we'll have to just kind of strap in and hold on for the ride. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about people disengaging and not being involved in in Facebook. So 43% of adult Americans have admitted to checking their Facebook constantly
1: like how often is like constantly four
0: four or five more than five times per day
1: okay yeah i check mine well i don't check facebook constantly i check facebook like maybe once a day
0: so this one so right now we're just talking about facebook so 43 percent of adult users on facebook admit to using it um more than five times a day wow 18 percent of americans also cite facebook as a source of stress
1: understandable if you're following those people above that are putting out horrible messages and they're getting all this attention. I understand that.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So that's trick trickling down into the usage of Facebook users. So in 2016 uh, in July of 2016, 70% of Facebook users said they were highly engaged. Mm-hmm. Um in January 2017, right at the uh, the election and the inauguration, that number dropped to 61%. Si- so we already see a 10% drop in the time in the last 8 months leading up to the election. So we're already starting to see these people turn off mm-hmm. and, and step away. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. during that same time period, the people that were using Facebook, the uh, during that time, users of Facebook also um, admitted to using Facebook less. And the amount that admitted to that was 7.6 million in July of 2016, and that grew to 15 million.
1: Okay, so let's say this again.
0: Okay. Jan- from July of 2016...
1: So, right before the election.
0: To the inauguration. Okay. In the beginning of this year. Um, those who said they used Facebook a lot and were highly engaged with the platform dropped from 71% to 61 Got it. Okay. Also, during that time period, the people that said they used the platform less on a whole went from 7.6 million to 15 million.
1: So, more people j- are y- jumped using up it less. 8 million. Like 8 million people are using Facebook less from july 2016 to january 2017 that's correct okay
0: yes so we're starting to see this migration of people Mm -hmm. off of the platform Mm -hmm. they are using it less and if they are on it they're not engaged Mm -hmm. hold on is this thing gonna buzz on me So I'm going to leave this op- as an open-ended question. Um, they're leaving Facebook. They aren't engaging on Facebook. Where did they go? Did they go anywhere? Check back for the next uh, part two next week. Okay. So we have all this evidence showing us that people are on Facebook less, they're using it less.
1: The Facebook. The Facebook.
0: <laughs> I still think that's cooler to say the Facebook. So they're on the Facebook less, they're using the Facebook less. But we as marketers, where are they going? Mm -hmm. Does it mean just people are turning off of social media in general or are they migrating to a different platform and to a place where, you know, that is perceived that doesn't have the same kind of vitriolic conversation? Mm -hmm. And also, if they are moving, what can we as marketers do about it to follow them and still get our message out? All of those questions will be answered in part two of our politics and social media podcast uh, coming up next week. Uh, So for Elena Van Hall, I'm Michael Dennis. Uh, The Chicago Marketing Podcast is always brought to you by Mignani Continuum Marketing. That's M-A-G-N-A-N-I.com here in Chicago for all of your digital and project-based needs. So for Elena Van Hall, I'm Michael Dennis, and we'll see you next week for part two.